Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you. Express Employment Professionals is your full-service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location near you. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Are you trying to figure out the perfect outfit and gift for each of the events? Well, then head over to Macy's.com and check off your to-do list at Macy's. They've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, so you can pull together a look for any dress code. Plus, they have incredible cookware, home decor, and bedding that would make the perfect gift. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real whole recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. All Kind Nut Bars lead with first ingredient, nutrition-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. You know, we had to get Mark, our producer, to make sure he was on today because we got the juice today. Well, it's, I mean, I, yeah. It's Unf- like unfortunate, unfortunate Unfortunate stuff. juice. But it's what unfortunately comes with the unfortunate, unfortunately of the territory. <laughs> with the unfortunate truth of the unfortunate past. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark is like side-eyeing right now. I'm so intrigued right now because you both have kind of smiles on your face and so maybe this isn't so serious, but then... Oh, oh no, it is. I was, no. Oh, no, no, no. It seems I'm getting a serious vibe. I was I was hyperventilatingly bawling. Hyper, um, a lot of LEs I'm adding into this. No, I was, I was bawling last night and um, actually Mike about five minutes before we started this goes you know we've learned our lesson sharing things that are not healed and you know if we don't want to talk about it we don't have to and I was like no I'm like it's it is what it is it's just it's unfortunate um so do you want me to start go for it so on a few days ago um I got a dm saying that Mike cheated. And the reason why it caught me off guard was because the very first time I found out Mike cheated on me was through a DM. Sure. So automatically, I'm in freak-out mode. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, and I told my therapist this, I... I to sat with her the other day and you know I told her I was like I, I almost have this weird PTSD where I, I I go through my DMs almost looking to see if I'm if the truth is going to prevail in a DM again like I have this like fear when I go through my DMs but then I also have this well I don't want to miss it like if this is my the sign or that it shows me again that he cheated so it's just said, Mike cheated again. I'm sorry. And I looked at the person's profile, had zero followers, zero. So it's like they just made oh, this. Like they just made this account. So I reach which out. Could, which could go either way. That could be, oh, it's just a crazy person or this could be legit. It exactly. kind of shows up both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so that's where I was kind of like stuck. And I called my friend Sarah, who was 
there from me from like from d-day like she's the one who told me to like look into mike Mm -hmm. cheating and i sent her this and i was like what do i do because you know we just got freaking our book out and new york times bestsellers and i'm like is this it's like you just said it's either someone is trying to mess with me and pop this bubble and get in my head or it's true and i said and this the really sucky thing about it is that my default can't go to there's no way Mm-hmm. Like that's where I told Mike last night, like that's where it like hurts the most where I can't just go, I trust him a thousand percent. He would never do that. And I think that's where, that's where it's stung. And that's where I'm like, am I really going to start having this DM conversation with this girl or whoever it was? And I did. I can, so I started DMing this person. And again, I'm just like, you know, they're telling me things that, maybe could make sense or it maybe could be wrong you know and I don't know you know she said a few things about his hometown I'm like okay well he they can just look that up on inter- the internet okay she said something about he's got a secret device which has always been a fear of mine that maybe he has some secret device that he talks oh, to other people on got it yeah so she's telling me all these things I'm like okay well that could be valid or that could be you know and I'm like am I talking to just some sad person and wherever that's just trying to make me upset or is there some truth to this and so I sat with it for a few days before bringing it to Mike and because the, the, the thing is too though this person is saying isn't even speaking on their behalf they're speaking on their friend's behalf they're saying that their friend is the one that I'm I'm cheating with or whatever mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. person is, isn't even like saying that they're the person yeah and she's like she you know, she's going to be so upset with me. I just feel like you need to know. And, you know, her and Mike talk all the time and they think they're going to be together. And, you know, they have unprotected sex. And um, Mike just says that you are, that he's just living in this um, world of control control that you've created and he's trying to get out. And all these things, I'm like, well, Maybe that's how he truly feels. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I just I'm so I just start to kind of unravel. But I start to just be like, well, show me the proof, because here's the deal. At the end of the day, and I've told this to Mike, you got proof. Show it to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I can't be an idiot and to not say, OK, fine. Let, let's see the proof. Prove me wrong. Prove, you know, prove the lie wrong. And, you know, she kept saying, well, she won't let me or she'll get so mad. She's still upset with me that I'm even saying anything to you. But good luck. Just know that, like, you're not going to find the secret oh, device. Geez. And I'm just like, so what do I do? And this is another thing I told them. I was like bawling last night. I was like, I searched the freaking house. Mm. Oh. You know, I'm like. For like, not like the entire, but I'm like, I'm like looking, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is like, she's like, I'm going crazy. And so I I went to my therapy office or whatever and sat down with her to talk about it before I talked to Mike about it. And I'm like, I don't want to be looking under the bed or going in his drawers trying to find the secret device that this, who knows if it's even real. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how do I deal with this? And, you know, because I'm like, we're coming off a high. And now this, but I I can't ignore it completely you know because of our history and I can't really 1000% like there's not enough um, stuff in the bank to trust his word Mm 1000% because of the stuff with last year and that sucks and I'm like so I'm just kind of like stuck and you know he's he noticed it yeah I you know I noticed something was up with with Jana the last couple days and I you know I was prying the other day more and more you kept saying nothing's wrong nothing's wrong and i i just i know i know you just like you know me like we know each other and so finally jana was just kind of like well you know i I need to i need to process this with with my therapist and i need to find out some more information and, and figure all this out and so i had to you know and i i respect and appreciate and i affirmed jana last night for for doing the work 
around this that she's done and handling it the way she has because she it would have been so easy for her as soon as she got this to come MF me and oh in the past I, I've grabbed his phone and thrown it across the room and shattered right, it right so it was you know so I was like all right she's doing her work I can't use that against her right now I can't get frustrated because she's not talking to me so I was like okay I have to do my work now and not be codependent and try to take on her feelings so I was like, okay, and had to just walk away and sit with it. And, you know, once she finally told me last night, I, man, it, like, it, it crushed me because it sucked. Like, I feel the same as her where I'm like, it sucks that she can't default to trusting me. It sucks that I've done what I've done in the past to create that in a relationship right now. My hope is that years down the line, you know, if something like this happened again, she'd be able to bring it to me and we'd almost be able to like laugh about it, you know, because there is that much trust in the bank. But, you know, I didn't fault her at all for questioning me, for still trying to figure these things out, you know. And then when she told me she searched through the house, it just like my heart just sank. Because, you know, I just felt so bad, like, so bad for my wife, like, to have to, that you have to feel these things and that it's a direct correlation to the things I've done in the past, you know, and it's, it sucks, man. It's just, people like this, you know, I know Jana's still kind of wrapping her head around this and, and trying to still gather information even though this person person deleted that account and when you tried to ask for yeah because mike basically said like let's ask for her number let's call her and call this person let's figure this out yeah and they they deleted the their account and i you know and i also like sent like a thing saying like well i'll send the lawyers after you this defamation and Mm -hmm. you know or whatever we could figure out because and and I think the therapist said too, she's like, unfortunately, this isn't going to be the last time this comes up. It wasn't the first and it's not going to be the last, especially because we have put our relationship out there. And here's the deal. You know, when you go on those tabloid sites, they're like, she's an idiot. He's going to cheat again. That's different than when someone says, he's cheated on you. Mm-hmm. He's or, done it again. Or he is. He is, yeah. Right. And it's like, that makes me kind of stop more in my tracks and to be like, if you have the proof, just give it to me. But right. don't, don't, don't come on my page and stir the pot. And, and that's just, that's just wrong. So whoever you are or that's, it's just wrong and it's mean and it's calculated and it just feels so ugly. And well, it's, tra- it's tragic that somebody out there just thought that would be funny. Right. Or thought there'd be fun, and do you think she'll respond? Like, oh my gosh, she's responding! Like the th- the whole mindset of that is just, you know, we've talked endlessly about social media right now and what a cesspool the comments can be and stuff. But really, it's really depressing that somebody feels like that would be a good time to try to mess with your relationship like that. Question. Why not go to Mike initially? Did you consider before you even responded to this person? Did you consider going to Mike right away? Why I didn't and I think why he says he hopes that we can get to that place is because usually there is truth to something like that. She was scared, in the past. scared in the of past. she was scared yeah. of me lying. Yeah, sure. Which I totally understood. Mm-hmm. I I don't blame her. I, don't. I mean, I had, you know, the first Instagram girl a million years ago, you know, reached out and I was like, hey, Mike. And I did. I was like, I just got a text and a DM saying that some girl, you slept with some girl. And he's like, what? No, I would never. And then I'm like, in that same breath, I was like, can you show me some proof? And she sent messages. Mm-hmm. And I was like, then what is this? You know, so it's like, it's that because, you know, and then just last Christmas being like, are you on anything? You know, and he was lying. So it's, that's the unfortunate part. And that's where we're going to have to get to, I hope that we can get to that place years down the line where I can, I can just go to him and not believe it for a second. Why do you believe him now? Just, and I'm not trying to cause trouble, but because she vanished like that, because she was clearly a, a, a 
causing problems? It's not that I... I don't think she fully believes me yet. I have a hard time believing it, but mm-hmm. I also don't at the same time. Mm-hmm. What My therapist helped me kind of talk about was that I brought it up. He has now told me his truth. It's now something that I can't... It's not on me to be detective or control or... It's now in, I honestly, it's in God's hands where if there's the truth will show eventually. And that truth may be that it it was real or that it wasn't. And over time, hopefully it will be that it wasn't and he'll continue, you know, he'll, he'll come to me with things or be on it and continue to be honest. And that way I can be more quick to trusting him. But in the season that we've been in the last five years, unfortunately, it's not there that quick so do I believe it fully no do I still have a percentage of doubt a little bit just because I think that I'm human to have that trauma from the past Mm -hmm. I mean this is the first situation like this and I think what also kind of put a cherry on the top was the other day I was on my and Catherine's gonna hear this the first time (laughs) on here um I was on my manager slash best friend's phone and I was doing an audio recording on her phone and she had like not many audio recordings and I just saw Mike Discovery Day and I was like what and I was like oh my god this is we recorded when we confronted Mike and like Mm. an idiot I listened to it you know and just like reliving like all the like it was just Mm -hmm. like it was just heavy but then hearing him be like no (laughs) so it's just that didn't help with the emotions. Is there any chance, and I'm always looking at the bright side, that this is actually going to eventually be a positive step in the sense that um, we're going to get past this, and then the next time somebody on Instagram does this, it's not going to trigger you like the last ones did. It's going to trigger the emotions of, oh, no, another person's trying to screw up our relationship. Because, look, here we are giving a lot of attention to this this awful person mm-hmm. on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might try to do it. Maybe that's going to make you trust Mike more and the DMs less because we've gotten past this hurdle. Yeah, I mean. That's the hope. Yeah. That's the hope is that, I mean, for me, I will say it's. You know, it's nice to be in the like. It's nice to actually be truthful. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like for uh, someone yes. who's so used to lying and being caught in a lie and and being that way so much of my life, especially in relationships and, and in our marriage. You know, as mu- as much pain as I feel and shame around the whole situation and seeing the hurt that Janet is is going through and and myself feeling the pain because of trauma from the past the relief is well I know the truth I know my truth and so it is a relieving feeling not having that like kick in the gut feeling of like mm-hmm. oh shit, when's something going to come out that's going to prove this right and uh, you know what mm-hmm. and so that's for me that's just the relief but I understand Gianna can't have that yet and so I'm hoping, again, to reiterate, I'm hoping that this is just a building block of trust, that the truth will show itself in all its form that Jana can accept. And then we move on to the to the next time because like her therapist said, like you said, Mark, this probably won't be the last time. We kind of have a target on our backs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's how we, and you know, my therapist is like, get a plan in place for when this does happen next time and, you know, ask for the proof, but also, you know, um, how he handles it too. He's like, let's call like, no, no, I don't want to say like <laughs> people don't do this cause we don't want to call you. Um, but I mean, to, <laughs> and we wouldn't call you with our number. So don't, <laughs> and we would probably, you know, get some lawyers involved. So it's not going to be a fun process, but right. it's just, we're not you calling know. you up to say hi. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, hopefully I'm always open to the truth Mm -hmm. and to proof, but I'm not open to bullshit. It's it's tough because you can't prove a negative. As as hard as Mike 
would like to try and prove it to you. You can't prove you didn't do something that's so difficult to mm-hmm. establish. Mm-hmm. Has there been any uh, look at my messages, look at my DMs, or not even bothering because you think this is a second device anyway, allegedly? Wait, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm saying, is he being um, overly forthcoming with all of his private things Mike? to kind of try to prove mm-hmm. the negative? Yeah, Mike. Yeah. He said, look, look through my messages, look through my DMs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I assure you nothing's happening. But yeah. she said he deletes them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I was like, let's get the phone bill. Let's look at the, you know what I mean? Like, give us a, you know, it's her. Give us a number. But it's a separate account. I mean, it's so hard to uh, prove. And honestly, yeah. that just sounds exhausting. It does sound exhausting. So I just am like, okay, I gotta, I will accept all things that I can control and everything else will just show its face and the truth will come out one way or the other. But that's that. (laughs) It's a bump in the road and I think that's all it's going to be. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was... It was hard, but for sure. And I, again, I I know I affirmed you last night, but you were so adult around all of this, and nice. I just I commend the hell out of you because that can't be easy. That those triggers and the trauma and all of that, like anybody would, nobody would blame you from going off and shooting from the hip. And so I commend you for the work that you did, and I think for us the work that we did around the situation for sure. and that we'll continue to do i think we've handled it individually and together the best we can so not a bump it's a win yeah so you whoever did that. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you to whoever did that because that just showed that i can trust my husband so thanks but more so you because you're not we're not gonna let you we're, we're not gonna let you win no way Ugh. anyways uh, let's take a break and shake that one off okay i love you love you too all right it's spring break time and i know i can't wait for the week off from school and the kids busy schedules I think actually we're going to have a chill spring break, but we're going to be outside lots. And if you're hitting the beach, though, retreating lakeside or lounging at the pool, then get everything you need for your vacation at Macy's. Macy's has an incredible selection of bathing suits, sandals, beach towels, and even sunscreen. You can find everything you're throwing into your beach bag at Macy's. And if you're trying to dress it up and hit the town on this vacation, then head to Macy's.com to find the cutest summer dresses and the perfect accessories to dress up any look. Plus, you can order online and pick up in-store or curbside or get same-day delivery. Head on over to Macy's.com. Did you know it's important to take a prenatal multi before you're pregnant? The first 28 days of pregnancy are important in a baby's neural development, so there's really no such thing as too soon to start. And with supplements, less can be more. Many vitamin brands contain excess nutrients that our body doesn't even need. Ritual's Essential for Women is research-stacked and science-backed. So I took Ritual when I was pregnant with Roman, and I loved it so much. It was really easy on my stomach. I loved the aftertaste of the... um, They had a lemon or a mint one, and I just really loved the fact that I knew I was getting exactly everything that I needed for the baby and me. It's a prenatal multivitamin made traceable with vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy, like omega-3 DHA to support baby's brain development and choline and methylated folate to support baby's neural tube development. Capsules feature a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach and a citrus essence to make taking your multis actually enjoyable. Why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash wine. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash wine for 20% off. 
At the beginning of the year, when everyone's thinking about New Year's resolutions, there's always so many competing claims, tips, and tricks about what and how to eat. It can feel noisy and overwhelming. Well, this year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to shut out the noise and leave behind diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real, whole, recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. My favorite is dark chocolate nuts and sea salt, and I take it with me anywhere I go. It's my favorite go-to snack. The first ingredient in every Kind Nut Bar is nutrient-dense whole nuts and they're gluten-free. With Kind Bars, you don't have to choose between nutritious and delicious. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel, almond, and sea salt, and peanut butter dark chocolate. Make 2024 the year of Kind with delicious nutrition you can feel good about every day. Shut out the noise, trust your taste buds, and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. This show is partnering with No CD to raise awareness about relationship OCD. OCD is more than what you see on TV and in the movies. Imagine having unwanted thoughts about your relationship stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away. That's relationship OCD. It comes with unrelenting, intrusive images, thoughts, and urges about your parenting or loved one. Breaking the OCD cycle takes effective treatment. Go to NOCD.com to get evidence-based treatment. That's NOCD.com. All right, guys, we're so excited about our guests today because we're on opposite spectrums of them. So there's going to be a lot of questions. But I mean, yes, but also like they live our dream. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Your dream. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell? Stay tuned. There's a whole nother topic we get to talk about. Wow. Well, I'm all right. Kidding, um, you guys. We have the amazing divorced couple. Ben and Nikki, who are the authors of Our Happy Divorce. Hi, guys. Hi. And apparently, uh, we just found out us. that this is Mike's dream. So no, tell not us. my dream. <laughs> we were just talking. We were just talking about the other day, and just hypothetical. We're like, oh, we'd hope we'd be friends. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just speaking myself. Hypothetically, I, I, I don't think anybody gets like is, has the decision to get divorced and says, okay, how are we going to hate each other for the rest of sure. our lives and live our lives with you know all this toxic energy forever, right? Mm -hmm. It just people don't deal with the emotional side of, of the divorce before they deal with the business side, you know? So I don't think anything, anybody premeditates, let's not get along and let's hate each other for the rest of our lives. For sure. So give us, a, us and our listeners a little bit of your background. Do you guys have any kids and how long were you married and when did you get divorced? We were married seven years. We have one child together. Seven then Ben age. has two other children that I consider mine now. Even though I don't have to have I don't have to have them twenty four hours a day, I get to send them back. <laughs> um, we got divorced what when our son was about three and a half. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and, uh, does it have yeah. anything to do with the seven year itch at all? You think? No, I think so our puppy started itching about year four, and we just kept right. going. I, I think our itch started before we even got married, and I think you know, looking back on it, we we went through every red light, every stop sign, every blinking railroad track, and just mm -hmm. plowed through it. And and we had been in our twenties, had been dating a couple of years, and it was like time, you know, it was time mm -hmm. to get married. And then we got married, uh, and then we were always trying to fit that square peg in the round hole. Instead of realizing that it doesn't fit, we just kept on trying to push it and make it fit. And then we're like, okay, well maybe we'll have a kid and that's, we'll make it fit. Of course. And obviously we'd never take that away because it's the best thing that happened to either of us. But you know, it was one of those things that once we have our kid and we we're always, our marriage was, was always based on- quarantined for two weeks home with his mother. There's that. <laughs> not not his dad, thank God. But it, it, it's the if onlys. Our marriage was always the if onlys. If only Nikki would do this. If only Ben would mm. do this. You know, and not living in 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 the, in the present. What was y'all's conflict when you when you were married? Like, what what eventually led y'all to you know to going down the the divorce option? I think for us, we got being in love and loving each other mixed up. And there wasn't like, we never really had any conflict. We were just like best friends. Mm. And we were like, just sort of like two ships passing in the night where we were more like, you know, pals living together instead of like lovers. Mm. Right. And then I think that, you know, the, the, again, the square peg thing is, but in, instead of realizing that, that we, we had gotten the in love and uh, loving each other confused, we actually started to get more and more mad that that square peg would fit in a round hole and more resentful. 
-hmm. And so, you know, at the end, it wasn't, you know, let's get divorced. Let's hug it out. We love each other. Let's write a book called Our Happy Divorce. You know, we had, you know, all the drama that, you know, marriages don't end on winning streaks, right? (laughs) It's not, you know, people don't say, hey, you know, we had a fight last night. Let's get married. You know, it was, it was years uh, of, you know, talking about it, me moving out, me moving back in. Um, and, and then we made that decision. But, you know, one thing that's important in our story and in our book is we don't really talk about what happened. Because um, at the end of the day, the reason we can sit here and talk about and, you know, tell, I can say how much I love my ex-wife and she's my best friend is because there's no villain in our story. Right. There's no bad guy. There's it would make a terrible Hollywood movie. Right. Because there's no we, we both have have accepted that we had equal parts in the ending of our marriage. It took two to make it and it would take two to break. it. Are there any regrets at all with, you know, um, not trying and um, mm. giving it more, um, maybe more therapy effort. or more? Not that you I'm sure you guys gave it a ton of effort. I'm not saying that y'all didn't at all. I'm just saying, like, it, is there any you know, sleepless nights or any regrets like, oh man, I wish I would have done this or tried this. I think, I think one of the things that, you know, divorce couples don't realize is like, we've done, I'm going to pat us on the back. We've done a really good job of making this as easy and as like great as we could for our son. But like, even when was that trip? Like three years ago that you took Asher on? Then he looked at you and he said, you know, dad, this divorce is really hard. Mm. And, you know, he was what, 14, he was probably 14. And, you know, Ben at that point wanted to look at him and go, you know, how dare you, you old brat? Like, did you know what we've gone through to make sure that your life is so like the way it is now? But I mean, that like, that's one of those things that just kind of like digs at you because my parents are still married. They're, mm. They've been married for 52 years, whether they should still be married or not, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> but they're still married. So I never had that. And so to hear him say, you know, for him to be able to say something like that, knowing all the work we put in and mm. like the relationship that Ben and I have and the relationship Ben's wife and I have and mm. the relationship Ben has with my husband, like it, it really kills a kid. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me that I was like, that was the number one thing I thought I'm never, I don't ever want to do that to my kid, but. Right. The, 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 there is a lot. Of, I mean, that is the one thing I, I don't think that, I mean, I think I can honestly wholeheartedly say that Nikki and I tried everything mm-hmm. to try to make that square peg fit in a round hole. Uh, and I hate to keep on using that, but, but uh, you know, we went to therapy, you know, Nikki, uh, I think she would have tried more. I think that's fair to say, right? Because yeah. of because of the guilt and uh, of this, uh, uh, she would have stayed together. Uh, I think for Asher, which I think is all the wrong reasons, and I think his parents, uh, you know, that's a tough decision. And I would have probably killed you, so we're good. So this is good. Literally, <laughs> uh, uh, but but you know, I think as parents, it's like I at least I had to come to the uh, decision. Would I I'd rather have two parents together who are miserable? Mm-hmm who are two parents uh, who are part, who are happy. Because what does that teach, you know, uh, 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 our son about growing up in a loveless, affectionate-less marriage? You know, I don't think that's a good example as parents. Yeah, and you know, Mike and I kind of, and I think to like, you know, I know he joked in the beginning, but we had kind of talked about that where sometimes like, like in the very beginning of our situation, I stayed because of our daughter. And it's like, eventually, it's not healthy like you guys said to stay just for your kid now do we want the kids to be under one roof absolutely like that's the dream white picket fence goal but if it's not healthy for either one and sometimes when we do joke about it I'm like you would probably be happy with someone else you know maybe and you know I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll look at his face. Like, no. But I'm like, you wouldn't have these restrictions or these boundaries or whatever and I you know I would I wouldn't be you know, flipping be beds, wondered about where's this hidden phone? I don't you know. So like, <laughs> the bat phone. Where's the bat phone? But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still, you know, we're, we, there's that love that's still there. And that's how we know we like, we, that we keep fighting for our relationship. Yeah. But when that love goes, it, it, you're right. It's not, it's not healthy for the kids. And at the end of the day, it's like, that would have killed me too, Nikki, if I heard that, because I'd have been like, you have no idea. Like, this has all been for you, like right. for the benefit or for you. And it's like, oh, I, I can't even imagine like 
when you said that, I'm like, that must have just stung so bad. It stung. And my first reaction was like Nikki said, it was like, you little SOB, you have no idea. Because I grew up yeah. in a I grew up in a high conflict divorce uh, situation and, and completely different. But then, you know, then I was able to sit back and not, you know, at least in my older age, I've tried to not react as much for, at first, but think about it and, and have this empathy for him that, Yes, it's not his choice. It would mm-hmm. never be his choice. Even today, he says, mm. you know, we get along so well. What's, the, you know, what's the deal? So, you know, but just the logistics of having two homes, right? The logistics of forgetting your math book mm-hmm. at your mom's mm-hmm. when you're, I mean, just that, that, that in itself is hard. So I was able to say, you know what, you're right. It is hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and we live seven houses down from each other. So if oh, he wow. forgets his math book, he can just walk over and get it. Um, but you know, so we, you know, we we we've we, we've tried to make it as as soft as the landing as possible for him, and I think we've you know done a pretty good job at that. How was that relationship with? Because Ben, you're remarried. We're both yeah, remarried. You're both remarried. You know, because the only people I can think of are like our friends Kyle and Sarah, and then Cat, his ex. Where mm-hmm. it's like those, we have these one friends that they're the only ones I've seen that really get along as well as I've ever seen a, you know, a split family per se, get along with new wives, ex-wives, you know, old children, current children. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like you guys have been able to do that. How, that kind of looks to, nice. And sometimes I'm like, man, that just looks nice. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, I just get you as a friend. And yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> it's easy just to be a friend sometimes. <laughs> um, how did you yeah. guys explain like the work behind that? Because I'm sure you didn't just like, Okay, everyone's no. great and friends. So no, it you know we we use the term we faked it till we made it, mm-hmm. and that is uh, you know a, as honest as we can get it. You know, Nikki uh, started dating Chad, her husband. Now um, we were I knew Chad. Um, he was you know around when we were married, and and you know that is a shock to the ego in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, much less having another man around my son is a shock to the ego. But you know I. I this just is this one thing that I always remember. I was coaching Asher's uh, baseball and Nikki and Chad, it was the first time that I really was, had seen him around. Uh, I knew they were dating. Um, but, you know, after the game, Asher ran over and gave Nikki and Chad a hug. And I remember like walking over there going, okay, what's best for Asher? What's best for Asher? What's best for Asher? Meanwhile, you know, you know, I mean, guys like egos just much less. I know this guy now. My son's running over to him, meeting him, and it's like, and then I just put on my my big boy pants, you know, and, and I put on a fake smile. It probably was the most awkward smile in the history of the world. But I went over. The first thing I did was give Chad a hug, and I gave Nikki a kiss, and I just made it as normal as possible for Asher, you know. And, and, and then, you know, the next time it was a little easier. The next time it's late, but look, it's still not easy today. This is 14 years later. I love Chad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, you know, they went down fishing in the keys early in the summer and Asher came, he goes, Oh, Chad and I are going fishing. My first reaction still is like, Ooh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a little gut punch, you know, mm-hmm. 14 years later, we wrote a freaking book called our happy divorce, but it's still not natural. Which by the way, you can get at our happy There's support. You can, um, resources, blogs, um, and where you could also buy the book, our happy the hardest part for me was like listening to my son tell me that like some other woman was putting him to bed at night and like you know, that was like you know to a mother's heart it's just like it's like someone stabbing you but a funny asher story was when he before i had met nadia ben's current wife asher i called i would call him every night to say goodnight to him when he wasn't with me and i called over there one night and i was like you know i just want to you know saying goodnight to you and he said hey mom I said, what? And he's probably about four and a half mm. at this point. And he said, mom, do you know Nadia? And I said, no, I I know who she is, but I, you know, mommy hasn't met Nadia yet. And he goes, well, here, I think you should talk to her. And he puts <gasps> her on the phone. Oh. I was like, oh my God. But you know, that was his way of saying, you know what? There's this girl that I'm hanging out with that daddy's hanging out with, but I think you should know this girl too. And he was yeah. like smart enough to kind of go, okay, let me just just break the ice here and let mommy real like you know let them talk. Wow. Yeah, so was, he, he forced was, the introduction. Yes. Smart kid. What What smart are some kid. of the What are some of the tools um, in the book that um, if our listeners are divorced, um, like what can they learn from it? 
Well, I think the one thing is, uh, it's important to say we're not doctors, we're not lawyers, mm -hmm. we're not mm -hmm. therapists, we're just people with the lived experience, you know, and uh, uh, I, you know, my lived experience was a pretty high, like I said, a high conflict divorce. Uh, and, and just to show you how, how a, a big of a deal and what big emotions this was, when I left the house, uh, I left angry, I left bitter, I left pointing the finger at Nikki. Mm. It was all her fault. And I went out and I hired this big fancy lawyer uh, and was going to go down the same path as my parents, despite having that experience, you know, despite having that, uh, you know, being in that toxic environment and getting handed a bill, emotional bill to pay uh, for something I had no choice in. But yet I was going to do that to my son again. Um, but luckily, calmer heads prevailed eventually. And I was able to, you know, realized that I, I knew where that path ended and wanted to find a different path. But I think the different path that we found was, and this is going to sound apathetic and it's going to sound apathetic on purpose, but divorce is just a business deal, mm. right? You're just splitting assets. You're making, you know, a financial thing. The problem is that it gets mixed with every negative emotion you could possibly have. Mm. And, you know, the only advice that I would give people that we did, that we did right, is that we dealt with the emotional side first. We dealt with our stuff first individually, our side right. of the street. Um, and, and we both agreed, and that's why there's no villain, because we both have equal parts in the ending of the marriage, just like we have equal parts. And that's why w when we wrote this book, I said the only way I'm writing it was if Nikki does it, mm. with, because it takes two to make a relationship and it takes two to ruin a relationship. So if, if any piece of advice that, that I can give people is there's no prize for getting divorced quick. The quickest you need to take yeah. care of your stuff before you can take care of each other's for sure definitely i have a question for both of you sorry ben real quick uh nikki i'll yeah. start with you because i'm interested because you guys have a similar dynamic where like ben you said you come from a, a divorce uh parents Jana comes from divorced parents nikki my parents are like yours my parents have been married 30 plus years did you guys individually was that an added pressure was it like Ben, were, we, were you more normalized to it? So you're like, yeah, I'll just get divorced. Nikki, did you feel more pressured because of your parents mm. being married so long? I'm just curious mm. about how that impacted. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I have three sisters, two, like, and they're both married. And I think that I honestly, I'm the first person in my family to get divorced. Mm. And like, even like extended family. I don't think any of there's, I don't think there's anybody. So, and I'm the baby of the family. So for me to like have to go to my parents, who, you know, are semi-religious and like, you know, mm -hmm. believe in the sanctity of marriage and all that stuff. But like for me to have to go to them and say, hey, by the way, that I think that was almost scarier than getting divorced himself. I was scared of death. It, it, it's funny because it says, you said is, it was easier for me. And, and it was actually, uh, you know, it's like I grew up around alcohol and drug use as a kid. And I was like, I'm you know, and then, turned into an alcoholic and addict and luckily got over that or get sober pretty young, but it's not something like I sought out to do. Right. I mean, it wasn't right. like, even though, even though, you know, and I've told Nikki this, it's in the book, you know, on our wedding day, I was looking at the mirror. I had hair at the time I was doing my hair and I, you know, it wasn't just cold feet. It was an honest look into my soul saying, you shouldn't do this. Mm. This wow. isn't the right, to, you know, this isn't the right thing to do. But yet I went through, and, you know, we talked about those red flashing lights and the, you know, railroad tracks and, and, and but it wasn't, even with that, it wasn't something that I, I ever intended to get divorced, you mm -hmm. know, or, or, or ever thought that I would, but, you know. How was the writing process? Because if you weren't divorced then, do you think you would have, because I know with Michael and I, we were, because we just, you know, we wrote a book and it's, mm -hmm. we, our writing styles are just very different. So it was, you know, maybe it was easier you guys being divorced so you didn't have to write together. <laughs> nope, Nikki's shaking yeah. her head. No, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I told Ben, I'm gonna stick this book up your butt. Like a million <laughs> times, so many times. And I'm like, I so many times I would call him and go, I'm not doing your stupid book. But that's because we're in a fight, not because anything no, I told you. But too, I mean, you have to rehash a lot of stuff when you're trying to like uh, dig for emotions. Right. But I, yeah, the, the idea was, and it's not original. I don't know if you guys ever saw the uh, the series, The Affair. Yes. Uh, and how they took one situation and, you know, each half an hour of the show was, you know, one person's perspective. And so that's the sort of framework yeah. we took. So we alternated chapters. 
Uh, and I never, I, I read her chapters, but I never changed it. You know, it was her story. It was her experience. She never changed mine, no matter what I said, no matter what I did. Right. And we just, you know, we just sort of meshed it together. But then to show you how this sort of relationship with Chad and Nadia, our spouses, had evolved, this was just going to be Nikki in my book. And then, you know, because it took so long and Nikki, you know, I had to go fishing for the book up my butt so many times <laughs> that uh, the relationship had evolved so much that we were like, wait a sec, this happy divorce has to include Nadia and Chad. So we had them write chapters in the book. Wow. Um, and then our son... And then our son had, had written an essay uh, to get his high school uh, acceptance or the essay was about somebody he admired. And he wrote about his mom and dad, about Aww. what they've accomplished. And, and we didn't, you know, handcuff him and, you know, sit the bed and make, <laughs> him, and make him write it. He actually did it out of his own volition. So that essay and, and a chapter is, is in the end of the book. Wow. Uh, and sort of puts a bow on the whole thing. So. Yeah. That's amazing. What? Have you guys, since you're both remarried, what have you guys taken into your new marriages that you learned from being together? Well, I married the right person. <laughs> no question. No question. Like, you, you asked if it was the right decision. Like, I look at Nikki and Chad, and Nikki never looked at me like she looks at Chad. Aww. She wow. never held me. I mean, but, but the, the, the same thing's probably true with Nadia and I. I mean, it just was like Nikki... And Chad are meant to be together. Nadia and I are meant together. And, and now I can see it without any anger, without any resentment, but nothing but love, you know? I mean, nothing but love for her and for Chad because, you know, all I got to do is, look, you know, be honest with myself and swallow my ego and say, look, she, she never looked at me like that. <laughs> oh, right, I well, love that. that. Well, we respect the hell out of you guys because dealing with such a topic that 50% of marriages deal with. I mean, I hope everyone goes to ourhappydivorce.com and, and does their research on how to be an adult through this process. Because, and to get their book. Yeah, oh. this is amazing. So thank yeah. you guys, Ben and Nikki, so much for being on the show with us. It's yeah, truly thank you enlightening. So, much. so don't forget to get their book, Our Happy Divorce. And you can get that at ourhappydivorce.com. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thank so you much. guys. Thank you guys so much. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Mark, got any emails, babe? We do indeed. This is an anonymous emailer. My boyfriend and I have been dating for four years. I'm 28. He's almost 34. After three years of dating, I expressed I would like to get engaged. He was very adamant he wanted to live together first. So last December, we moved in together. We decided to re-sign the lease in June. And I said, how about a six-month lease? Is that enough time to decide if this is going to work? Because I don't want to re-sign if, you know, not engaged. <laughs> June came and went. We're still not engaged. I expressed how this made me feel and said, maybe we need to go our separate ways. He said, no, 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 no. We'll be engaged by the end of summer. No ring shopping, no nothing. End of August, not engaged. I've started to resent him. It's really taking a toll on our relationship. It's now mid-September as I write this, and I once again brought up the fact that maybe we aren't meant to be. He says, no, 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 no. We'll be engaged by your birthday. My birthday's in October. <laughs> How am I supposed to believe him? We haven't done any shopping, no discussing. I'm really struggling if this is meant to be. Or if he's just playing with my feelings and calling my bluff because I've given in the past two times by staying together. I'm really struggling. I'm thinking of ending things. I'd love to know all of your thoughts. This reminds me of Sarah. Wait, how old is she again? 28. I think, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Sarah, you know, Sarah Gwetzky? Sarah Gwetzky situation. My fear, though, is that he is, he's just trying to find the right time and then you don't want to, you don't want to blow it either. I mean, it's quarantine. It's kind of been hard to go ring shopping. It's kind of hard to do things. It's kind of hard to plan something amazing for you. Excuses. I mean, maybe, but I see it more. I almost see it more as give it, give it another six months and just let it. I know I'm saying this like I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world, but <laughs> you don't want to blow with something. You don't want to blow a surprise. Like you don't want to, you don't want to. Like, just enjoy. You're 28. Give it six more months. That's my. And then be like, hey, look, like, I'm I'm getting frustrated and I am I need some time to think. She's going to be 29 this month. She's fine. I was 30 and single. She's fine. She can wait six more months. That's just my advice. Don't blow it. Don't. Because if he's the one. But then again, if you're so easy to leave, maybe then he's not the right one. 
I don't think she's easy to leave. Otherwise, she would have left. I think she's just trying to force his hand, and he's calling her bluff. So you just she just has to be prepared. She anonymous. You have to come to terms with your timeline, whether it's by the end of this year, six months from now, twelve months from now, whatever it is, and that you can realistically see yourself leaving. If it doesn't happen by then. And so maybe give him till another six months. Say, look, no, I've said this a lot. I am leaving because I got to move on with my life. I'm 20. I'll be 29. He's 34. Mm. Like they need, they've been together for four years. Sarah and Ty were together for like seven years. Right. They also started dating at like 22. Seven years. Look. And but I will say what Sarah did is she basically was like I'm not going on the hockey so right. you have to just start saying like you, I'm not doing this right yeah that's what I'm saying she just has to wait figure months. out what that time is and go from there Mark I I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because as a guy I would have hated going ring ring shopping together I would have hated planning it I would have hated talking about it because my whole mm-hmm. thing was I want to surprise you in a great situation I really want to put right. my own effort into it and blow your mind and so you'll cry like I really had it all planned out and that's how I wanted to do it so I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt I don't like that he keeps giving specific dates and then not living up to them that kind of sucks but the last thing you want is for him to propose because you're packing your suitcase Mm -hmm. you don't want him to be like oh okay fine will you marry me that's the (laughs) last thing you want so I want you to evaluate this relationship for what it is are you happy? Are you having fun? Do you love being together? Is it magic? Is it sparkles? Do you tingle when he's around? Like, think of it in that sense. Because if you are, then stick around and what will be will be. But if you're not feeling it, and from this email, I think you might not be feeling it. Maybe it's time to move on regardless. I love Mark's advice. I'm just going to call him every time <laughs> something comes to my DMs. Mark, he's he's, he's going to be like, wait, let me push record. Okay, go ahead, Jana. <laughs> Don't waste the goods. Okay, what's next? Christina, my husband recently admitted to me that he's had a sexual attraction to another woman that we know for the past six years. Mm. He told me he's never acted upon it, and I do believe him. He's been brutally honest with me and very communicative. He told me he loves me so much that he feels satisfied with our relationship but still has an attraction to this person. We plan on entering therapy together, but I guess I feel like I don't know how to move forward from here. If it's been this long six years, it's clearly not going to go away. So how can I ever feel confident? How can I ever stop wondering if he's thinking about her when we're intimate together? I appreciate any advice from both of you on how you battle those insecurities and feeling like you're enough for your spouse. That's tough. Tough. I don't like, I, that might just be too honest for me. (laughs) Is there such a thing? I think there is. That's a little, I don't want to know. It's a little too honest for me. Like if I told you, I'm like, I'm really attracted to my whatever. It's someone you both know my for friend, a long time. Yeah. Like that's like that. I just don't think that. But then again, that's being honest. But then that's kind of too too honest. How, how can I be such a hypocrite with saying it's too honest? I feel like that's so hypocritical. I don't think it's hypocritical. It's like, it's kind of like, do I look fat in this dress? <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, maybe it's his way of saying, I need to say something, or I might be tempted to cheat. Or is it his way of fishing to see if she'll have a, have a threesome? <laughs> oh, of course that's where you go. No, of no, course. Well, no, of course. No, I'm just saying, it started, it started coming to me. I'm like, of if course. he's that brutally honest, does he have, I'm just saying, does he have some other agenda? I mean, maybe. We can't rule that out because, as we've said before, guys are the worst. We're the so worst. It's a possibility. We are the worst. I mean, I would just, I would have to know more about about both of, both of them. I would need to know more of their history. I'd need to know his history. I need to talk to the guy, and then I could figure it out. You know, it's I've I've known like a guy that's just like very honest and says like, "Oh, this girl's hot" in front of you know his wife, and but. It still just feels a little too much. But if, if it's fine with your partner, <laughs> but obviously it's not fine for her. 
It's, that's uncomfortable. Well, saying someone, because, okay, you and I have had this discussion, you know, over the years, and we, you understand that there's beautiful people exist in this world, right? Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging someone, like, oh, if you say, oh, yeah, she's pretty, like, we're watching a show or whatever. It's like, yeah, she's a pretty girl. She, yeah, whatever. But saying that there's sexual attraction. Yeah, that's basically saying I want to f- them is is very different (laughs) and how would you feel comfortable like and i don't even say that someone's attractive like that one time when that guy came with the lost dog like i (laughs) i got caught in that but (laughs) when jana really thinks someone's attractive she can't speak (laughs) this was a handsome guy uh, I mean, if you want to say it, that's fine. I mean, I caught you in, who was it? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah's just swooning over this guy. Not swooning. He was looking for a lost dog, and we were just S- helping him. Yeah, yeah swooning. <laughs> but that's all normal. That happens. There are attractive people in the world, like Mike said. But for him to come to her and say, look, I got to tell you this. I'm sexually attracted <laughs> to our friend for the past but six years. But maybe he's doing that so he doesn't cheat. And I know where that's where that's where a woman's brain goes, and then the man brain goes. He wants a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't see the logic there. Why tell her that to stop him from cheating? I don't get that. Like, is he warning her? Is he saying if I if I say this to you, you'll keep a better eye on me? Right. I don't think any guy would volunteer. No. A uh, watchful actually, eye. yes, I do think that because kind of in the same situation where it's like. I, you know, I almost want you to be jealous because don't, you know, I don't know. You know? Mm. Maybe not. I, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> ring true for me from a guy's standpoint. No. Okay. Now, well. my feeling is he's he's a, clearly a world champion of honesty. So if we're believing him about this woman, I think we have to believe him about his feelings for you and his feelings for your relationship. And I think we got to... We have no choice but to trust him now, right? Because he's clearly the most honest person in the world. As far as what he's thinking when yeah. you guys are together, I don't know. I mean, that might be something you can work out in therapy because clearly he has damaged the trust a little bit just by telling you this. Yes, but I mean, that's what, but she says, you know, she asks, how can I ever feel confident? How can I ever stop wondering if he's thinking about her when we're intimate together? If you, The confidence is just, well, if he told me that he's thinking about it, like he, like you said, Mark, he's the king of honesty. He'll tell you, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't have to wonder because he's he's going to tell you clearly. That's true. Yeah. You know? Now, the thing about wondering if he's thinking of her while they're intimate together, that I think that's just something that you just got to remind yourself to be in the present and and not let your head go there. Who knows what any of us are thinking in those moments? Right, it's <laughs> Mike's probably thinking about Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm probably Captain America. Or, and what, what's, right. what's, what's, what's the girl's name? I mean, Captain Captain Marvel. <laughs> I'm I'm Captain Marvel girl, probably with him. Great. But and similarly, Jana's probably thinking about, oh my gosh, oh is there, is there still clothes in the dryer? Oh, and I gotta get, I gotta go. Oh shoot, Jolini's uh-huh. new shoes. Like these are the things that that she's like, your head, Mike, right? hurry up, stuff. I got. To do. <laughs> I when have I ever tried to rush sex? <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Um, love you guys. See you next week. Later. Discover the rich, smooth taste of matcha love made with Japanese green tea and real matcha. There are so many culinary treats to create with this precious powder that go beyond the traditional tea ceremony. Everything from lattes to baked goods to smoothies, experience the vitality of the whole tea leaf. Matcha is vibrant in taste and full of powerful health benefits. Get 25% off all matcha love products on etoin.com using code JANA. That's code J-A-N-A at itoen.com, available on Amazon and itoen.com. 
You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a straight-talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do. Enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.